Today we talk with Jesse Conweiler, feminist comedian and creator of the hit web series The Skinny, which premiered at Sundance this year. Listen in as we talk about Jesse's avant-garde work and discuss what we all learned or didn't learn from our parents about sex. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Good day. Good Hi. evening. When everyone's listening. <laughs> Jesse, thank you for being here. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to have you. So excited to be here. I, I My voice is really low in the morning, so I'll just make it sexy. It is. It's, it's What's super up, sexy. ladies? It is sexy. <laughs> uh, yeah, morning's good. I burned Jesse's coffee. I left it boiling. Um, <laughs> We're such good hosts. And I'm not a diva, so I don't care. It's totally fine. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously don't know who I am. Right, she's going to go. <laughs> she's going to blast us on social media. <laughs> <laughs> like they're okay hosts but mostly they have burnt coffee um, parking sucks it does uh yeah all right to go all over the place let's just run a little a little info on jesse um so she's writer director of the slam dance short film meet my rapist which was two years ago it played yeah and it was amazing and um mm-hmm. she's the creator of the comedy feminist web series the skinny which debuted at sundance this winter and is aired on refinery 29 go watch it yeah. Refinery29.com. Right. And uh, and it's hilarious and offensive and <laughs> honest. <laughs> honest. It's, all it's at me. The same time. <laughs> it's it's like, a trigger it, warning. It is. It's like and it's like you, you, it's like a train wreck a little bit, you know, but you, you but you I love it. Like you can't not watch. Thanks. So thank you for putting that out there. Yeah. I'd like I- to thank my bulimia <laughs> for giving me endless inspiration. Yeah, so the, my the therapist, sh- right? The show is it deals with the bulimia issue. I mean, I feel like that's a theme that's like overarching. Um, but there's so many other issues that come up that maybe are like leading to the control issues. Do you? I guess I'm just curious about we, the honesty that you bring to all of your projects. Um, when did you? I don't know. Find the courage to do that. <laughs> it wasn't hell did that. It wasn't like it wasn't learning how to be honest. It was just lack of boundaries my entire life. But um, I think like you know we're talking about family today. Like I think aside from just sex, I I really grew up in a family where it was like we always talked about our feelings and what was going on. And I just really I think I just took that out into the world. And you know, being an independent filmmaker and just not having that much money and thinking like, you know, if you're going to make something, what is something that I'm obsessed with that, you know, myself no, but like, (laughs) what is something that, you know, is really going to keep me going for years? And what's something that I feel like is a story that has to be told and what's the story that I could only I could tell and just both you know with Meet My Rapist and with The Skinny there are both these instances of like just being out in the world and being like wait a minute like am I ever gonna get over my rape and how come we don't talk about like what happens 10 years after and you know what is what's my rapist doing now and if I could talk to like I would want to tell him like the effect that he's had on my life and you know oh my god like I wait a minute like I was bulimic for 10 years and like also this huge feminist like what the hell is up with that and what the hell is up with like not like no eating disorder narratives me being able to identify with you know like I'm not a ballerina you know I'm not a supermodel and but yet I had this thing and because I didn't look like a lifetime movie I couldn't identify with these stories and it it kept me in this like cyclical shame of denial so I think there's something like I get off on, (laughs) uh, no, I get, but I get off on like 
speaking these unsaid truths, which are not really radical. Like I don't, I don't feel like I'm crazy. I really feel like people that don't talk about it that's what insanity is i totally agree, it is yeah. <laughs> i just went to this eckhart tolle panel <laughs> do you are you familiar with him you're like oh rolling gosh, your eyes while you were like braiding kale <laughs> yeah well yeah eating a, a some sort of turkey in your wrap. prius yeah. um i guess in my prius <laughs> uh no but he speaks really eloquently about it I, and he talks about this he'll like write you know he'll be like if you're you know not present and you're in a state of whatever you are insane like yeah, but it's or just like the, idea. Co- the collective unconscious of like, you know what I mean? Whatever, Freud, whatever. Right, and but like, actually it makes a lot of sense to just speak about it. But that's also why people are excited about what you're doing. Okay, what were you going to well, say? Well, my parents are excited. I don't know. Are they? <laughs> I don't know who these people are you're talking about. <laughs> oh, Hollywood, right. <laughs> I Well, okay, I was excited when I saw Meet My Rapist. And, uh, and I, I mean, I always say, you know, I actually have not experience that um I think there's probably varying degrees of it I think you touch on this in um yeah in the skinny which I don't know not you know spoiler spoiler alerts but just we get rapey people (laughs) I don't want to get you too excited Well, I think you touched on this fine line of like well I wasn't really raped but I was kind of you know I was like in this situation I didn't really want to do it but I did you know and 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 that's never talked about yeah, well, that was but something. But every woman has that story. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was really excited to actually, we have, so we have a scene in one of the episodes um, where there is like the sex scene and then it takes this dark turn and we leave a lot open to interpretation. But I was really excited to write that scene because I felt like I didn't, I, it's like I didn't want to write it. I didn't, I hated writing it and I hated acting in it and I hated editing it. Like it wasn't a fun experience, but I felt like, oh man, like I've had sex like this and there's been so many women that I, and men, well, I guess mostly women, but like women that I know that have had sex like this and we don't really talk about it. It's going like, well, what is, what are the politics of consent? And if you love the person and like, I know for me it gets really complicated because I'll be like, you know, be like, I want to be taken, but I don't want to be like taken, you know, like mm-hmm. it just gets really confusing. And um, that specifically like really relates to my eating disorder, because I think the biggest thing about my eating disorder was like fundamentally it's me being cut off from my own instincts and my own body. And so I would find myself getting like in the depths of my eating disorder, I would find myself getting in these weird situations because I it'd be the product of ignoring literally like the signals of my body so um I really wanted to show that that it's not just about getting skinny and the results of the bulimia aren't just about you know oh well you know you lose everything and you know you're bankrupt and you're throwing up at a dumpster and you know it's (laughs) like that that's the sensationalized way that we show eating disorders you have an IV you know and then you're better by act three it's like no there are subtleties that come when you are hurting yourself. It really affects all of your relationships. So, I, you know, the sex is just a branch of that. And also, like, my boyfriend was really hot. You know, it's like having a sex scene where it's like, oh, you have an orgasm and then you get, you know, and then you get this, like, traumatized thing that happens. And I'm so excited that it's a series because I feel like I want to show, like in Me, My Rapist, like I want to show, okay, what happens season two, season five, season ten, and we get to we get to track that because I feel like in so many series you'll like you'll see a girl get raped and then it's over mm-hmm. and it's like no 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 it's just begun. Yeah, <laughs> that's exciting. Is it? I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, curious. Well, yeah. you you know you what I, I saw there's the YouTube video you have um rape is it rape girl the rape girl yeah the rape girl and you you go through the whole story I'm assuming it's the whole real story um 
of the rape it but you also talk about afterward after slam dance after the festivals and everything how nobody would like everyone's like you know bowing to you and not touching you and like keeping a distance Did, is that still the yeah, case? yeah i wasn't getting laid <laughs> <laughs> that's a really graceful way of saying i wasn't getting dick that's so interesting though like but do I, you feel I like really it was tied to it yeah and i wonder if like is that happening now with the series too. Are you I'm, not getting laid? Well, no, I know what I mean. Jesse, what was the last time you had? I hooked. I actually hooked up in Sundance. Here. I hooked up in Sundance. Everybody hooked up in Sundance. Yeah, <laughs> I hooked up. In, I, I know. I had like a precursor to then hooking up in LA. Nice. Yeah, it was like all right when we have more time have and we don't have four people in each room. I love it. <laughs> um yeah when am i getting laid no i'm not getting laid right now. But I, I mean, I, I went through a breakup um when we were editing the show. And that was pretty hard because I was like really in love with him. But I think I was like going so fast that I was kind of like now I'm kind of almost like mourning it. And it was like in November, December when it happened. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, am I? Well, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I wonder that sometimes like I went out on a first date with this guy like last week and he was like, oh, my God, you're amazing. How do I know you? And I was really excited because he didn't we just met randomly at a bar. So he didn't know about the skinny. He didn't know, you know. Right. So and but so I wonder like I'm like. Did he not call me because he Googled me? Because we're so in the age of like Google. And I put it all out there. And I've had guys be like, if we're going to date, like I can't be in your shit. You know, like I can't. I don't want to be a character in your life. How do you feel about that? Because I feel like I mean, that happens with us too. My ex, when we started this podcast, I was like, so we're going to talk about sex and relationships. Like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it's like, but it's, it's, you know, it's your life. And as an artist, it's like, how can you not, it's hard to separate. That's how you learn your life lessons. I'm not going to name you, you know what I mean? But it's my right to explore and express like the effect that you've had on me. So, I mean, I, I really, I can use the example of my family, like my parents, um, because, you know, in the show, especially my mom, like having this character that was like, it's Jesse's mom, but it's not Jesse's mom, you know, right. and being like my mom was really nervous about the show coming out and rightfully so, well, you know. Yeah, on the show, it's a, she's maybe a more of a caricature or like a little bit. I don't know. If yeah, that's right. like, I mean, we really like that? you're like, not really. Mom's like that. No, I mean, like <laughs> I just means a little calloused on the show. Yeah, I don't know. That kind of bums me out because I feel like, you know, I really tried to make her this three-dimensional person and, you oh, know, sorry, show. No, 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 don't. I love that's, her. I love her. No, that's that's how you feel. But I, you know, it's just being like, okay, well, like, how do we show that it's, I didn't want it to be like the evil, you know, bitchy. I don't bitchy. see that way. I think she's very intricate and you do see the, there's so much love there, but then there's also, she has needs and you have needs and, or Jesse on the show uh, has needs. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. No, no, I agree. Like, there's this great scene where I think Jesse's just Jesse Jesse the character uh goes in kind of full throttle and her mom's like you're not you're just like a oh what do I want to say just like a tornado, tornado yeah and you're not like listening to me or taking me into account you know and yeah I think that's you, yeah. for, you lose sight of that when you have quote problems and you like hurdle them at your family and friends yeah so I think I mean but I mean anyway like the process of her like having the show it was like and I kept trying to be like mom like this isn't about you. Like, I, I feel like, okay, yeah, like, oh, I'm putting my life out there and it's really personal. But, like, this story is, like, if I'm doing my job right, like, it's not my story. It's, like, hopefully universal. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to make the show about, 
okay, like this person that's dealing, this really confident person that also hates herself and, you know, having these like emotional, like universal human truths. So I'm like, it's not just about like you, mom. And it's not like people aren't going to hate you and all this stuff. And like sitting there at Sundance and watching the show with them, it was like, I feel like my parents really like got it, that it was like, Mm. okay, like this is hard, but this is also like how you're like contributing to the world and this isn't just about us and like so it's like basically I want to find a boyfriend that's like my parents (laughs) that can like understand that you know that it's not just about you it's about you know nobody cares and I had my mom talk so Jill's always a producer on the show and I had my mom talk to Jill's mom because Jill kind of does a similar, oh. she's not in it, but like Transparent's a very personal story. But then she also, you know, has writers and takes, you know, and it's, she constructs her own reality based on, you know, something that's familiar. And so like, I remember Jill's mom was like, it's not about you. You know, nobody cares about you. And no, you know, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I was on the other side of it, it would be really rough. I, if like oh, somebody wrote a character based on me, I would be like, oh, fuck. actually, that's funny. So that my roommate just wrote something and he's like, I'm going to send you the script. I'm going to send you. It's like all about me. And I just know <laughs> or not about it's, it's there's multiple characters, but yeah. I'm one of them. And I mean, I'm I one just, of them, too. And it's like, yeah, every time I walk into the yeah, every time I walk into the apartment, it's like anything I say, he's like, you're so crazy. Yeah. You're so out there. And I'm like, OK, like, I can't wait to read this alter ego. Like, <laughs> like you better pay me for my. <laughs> It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. For my craziness. Yeah. yeah. My, my inspiring storylines. <laughs> um, cool. I have a question. So you're, I mean, I read online anyway that you're, I don't know if you self-identify this way, but they, you're called a feminist comedian. Do you consider yourself? I don't really consider myself a feminist or a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like, yes, like, yes, I'm obviously I'm a feminist. And like, yes, I guess I do comedy, but I'm not like, like I consider comedians like stand up comedians, I right, guess. And right. I'm never like I was never professional. Like I'm not I'm not a stand up and I like didn't go through like UCB or Groundlings or anything. And I think I never really like. I was never like, I'm going to make a comedic short. Like I started out doing documentaries and you know, I when dealing with these hard things, like I guess like having this comedic, you know, thing helps. But Definitely. I think it's so funny about, you know, just about press and the way that people write about you. And it's like, cool. Like, I'm never going to be like, oh, no. Like, I'm so fucking grateful for the, all the exposure that, you know, the skinny has gotten. And that's cool, whatever people want to say. But I think as an artist, it's like I just to me, it's not very helpful to me to be like, what do they say about me and how is that going to inform how what I say about myself? And, you know, mm. I just think it's like reverse engineering. And yeah. it's like, I'm just, I just like make shit that I dig. And that is, is really, that's on it quite honestly, like scares me. <laughs> and I like kind of, it's cool to just go into these portals and be like, okay, like how are we going to do this? And what is this story? And what's the tone? And not really worry about all the buzz. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of distracts me, you know. My ego fucking loves it. I'm like, what did they say about me? And oh my god! And like, my mom sends me my own Google alerts. But it's like, at the end of the day, like that shit, it doesn't matter. It yeah, really there's also haters matter. too, so you kind of have to like monitor that. Yeah, that ego thing. Have you had to monitor a lot of that? Well, I mean, my stuff's like on the internet, so I mean, I'm a woman. Well, I feel like <laughs> I was gonna say I did a sketch series, and we got our first sort of quote about like oh, I'm going to like jerk off to this one. And I kind of jokingly was like, oh, a badge of pride. Yeah, I was like, finally, someone like our first notification that someone is outwardly masturbating to us. (laughs) 
I mean, well, I do a sex show, but you know. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I, I guess it's just like the internet. It's very extreme. So you have right. people like, at least in my experience, it's been people that are like, I love you. And like, I'm obsessed with you. And like, I want to fucking like, you know, wear you as a skin and like, just like, I fucking love you. And you're like, cool. And then you have people that just want to like, put you in an oven and like kill you (laughs) you dirty Jew I'm gonna rape your face until it you know it's like crazy so it's just these two ends of the spectrums and and I feel like as it's such a it's such an amazing metaphor like I for me of like what it's like to be a woman it's like people want to fuck you and kill you at the same time (laughs) so I try I mean it's cool because that's kind of the world of the skinny so it's been like a nice inspiration to be like okay well the show's about a girl that's making videos online so it's obviously gonna that's gonna be part of the story Story, you yeah. know but I have to work on my own boundaries and like everyone's like don't read the comments but I'm like I don't know you try like not, not reading, reading your comments. fucking comments <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> but um, it's so it's so funny my friend makes YouTube videos too and I was talking to him and he's like I'm like what's the what do you he's like what do you get and I was like yeah death and rape thre- threats and all this crazy I was just like reading him like things that I get and he, I'm like what do you get and he's like the worst thing that someone says to me is like oh you're gay like, <laughs> really? Like that's the worst oh, that he gets. But he's gets. probably not even doing as controversial content. Like in the sense of is he even is he as honest? I mean, that's interesting. Because I wondered that's what I was I was talking with um with T about this earlier that I feel like haters come from um like there's a button that's being pushed in them that just causes discomfort around a topic. So I think that's I'm not surprised that would come from your material more. That's a brilliant point. We're going to take a mini break. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. You can find us at TA Talk Sex dot com <laughs> i was gonna say twitter on twitter the handle at ta talk sex instagram ta talk sex and, and we're talking with jesse conweiler we're saying your name right Con- yeah. yeah and you can find her on twitter at jess conweiler that's k-a-h-n-w-e-i-l-e-r and um on instagram at jesse beth conweiler yeah if you have a hard time typing that last name i would just suggest the skinny jesse com. we'll be back <laughs> back with TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. And I'm BJ. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be in the sex group. (laughs) Even though I hate giving blowjobs and never give them. Really? But it'll be ironic. Oh, I love that. We're going to ask you about this. (laughs) No, no. Listen, I'll suck a dick. (laughs) But only if I have to. (laughs) As a feminist. Well, we did a show about blowjobs, which I really like because we talked all about it and I used to hate it. But basically. And now I love it. You guys suck i mean what? literally no 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 i mean are you in love no because you guys are ruining it for the rest of us like any that's what i was just uh, like thinking the like, other day i'm like any girl that's like i love sucking dick i'm like come no, on no, wait, no let me get really, to the point though. i know no no i was really like by the way my whole life i've had this whole thing where i'm like i'm not going down until he goes down on me like this was like my mantra for tat yeah and because because i was hey, always didn't want to be taken first. advantage you know yeah. that was like my big fear and now that i'm you know more well-versed anyway it's not all so precious because right. i've had a lot of sex now right uh but i i think you're right that there is an element of i don't know if it's love but i think a level of trust and when a man has been extremely generous to me and i'm in this like bliss state then yeah i'm like you want to give back yeah and it's i exciting. think for me there's a lot there's a lot like, about yeah. 
um, this is totally a sidetrack, but there's a lot about performance anxiety for me when I was younger and also just the maneuvering. Like, I have a small oral cavity. (laughs) That's such a weird (laughs) phrasing. I do. I have a small mouth and a small jaw, and I'm surprised I can get anything in there, but I do fine. Thank you. I get no complaints. But I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, breathing and maneuvering hands and then mouth and all this stuff, like, like once I finally, once I could get out of my head about all of that, then it became, it was just a joyful. Well, and you can just have fun. Like you don't have to like choke on the dick. Right. (laughs) I mean, I I just like, I, I love, I don't, I don't like doing it, but I love like pleasing. Yeah. Like if I care about the guy, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Like this is awesome. But I like a hand job because then I can keep talking. That's the problem right there. <laughs> I can be like, you want to go to Whole Foods after this? <laughs> oh, my God. Funny. OK, so so you, have you th- tried talking dirty during? Oh, I love talking dirty. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, always about me. <laughs> OK, we, we're we going to talk about family we, and what we learned. That was our original. I wanted to I wanted to just make a comment about like the whole feminist comedian thing, which is like as a woman, I feel like you talk about your life experiences and then all of a sudden people are like you're a feminist and you're like, well, yeah, like I value the fact like, that I, I have feminine equal. experiences. Right, 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 right. Well, right. That it, but also like to be fe- you're like, OK, I'm sharing my life as a woman. So anyway, it's just an interesting, funny kind of that, that people label that as feminist. Right. You're, you're like, well, yeah, I'm I'm standing woman. up for myself. I have a vagina. I don't, you know, yeah. But I, I, I also just feel like, I mean, again, I feel like if you're watching something, like to me, it's like I can watch Louis, you know, mm-hmm. or I can like watch any of my favorite comedian, like Lenny Bruce. Like I can watch any of my favorite comedians and be like, or storytellers and just be like, oh, that's like an experience that I recognize as true. So like if it's a woman's talking about it, like it shouldn't just be like, oh, that's like a woman thing. It's like, no, that's like a people thing. <laughs> and I think, if yeah. you, I think the through line is if you're being vulnerable and you're being honest, like you can't really fuck with that. Like you can't really put any label on that. Like if yeah. it's true, it's true. Right. Well said. <laughs> it's true. It's true. God anyway, back to blowjobs. I just get up there. I'm like, it's true. It's true. Like pour a 40 out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The Oscars were so boring. Did you guys watch? They were so yeah, boring. They were. Well, I did watch. Awkward. Yeah, it was, it was awkward. I felt like it was really awkward. It was just thing. like boring. Like some of those actors are just like, dude, like, you need a script. Actually, it's very funny. Okay, wait, wait, wait. okay yeah, yeah. We back on track. Blowjobs. Back on track. Yeah, did, yeah. Okay, so so we're talking about what we did and did not learn from our families or parents about sex. So did it's just is this blowjob thing come from your family at all? Yeah. No. Mom, does no. your mom like to give head? Does no. your mom like? Did she always complain about? I'm I don't, I'm no, I mean our family. Like, I mean, my parents have been married like forty plus years, but we like, I mean, we don't have boundaries, but we we like don't talk about like we didn't like talk about sex at dinner but my mom from a very young age was always like it's okay to touch yourself and like her rule about not like she was like don't wear underwear at night because you have to let your vagina breathe and that's that's healthy which I still do yeah yeah Yeah. but yeah I mean it was like a liberal Jewy family but we didn't talk about like set like they weren't like giving me point I mean like ew I don't want to fucking know that shit my parents have had sex twice <laughs> once for me and once for my sister clearly <laughs> and that's it um yeah T did you did, have you can you think of any pointers or did your parents give you pointers or what, yeah, what was it's it funny. like 
what well, did you learn? Or I'll just you? yeah, I'll just say now I have a pretty open relationship with my mother, but I think I kind of blew that door open when I finally said, "Hey, I'm doing this show about sex," and I bought her like a mini vibrator because I thought she could use it. Wow! <laughs> uh, but that's an as, a, as an adult. Yes. So, gosh, youth. No, I feel like we didn't talk about it a lot. I feel like I was a very young masturbator, whatever that means. I mean, you're just, you're just touching yourself because it feels good. Uh, I'm trying to think. My mother bought a but book. Did you ever learn? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, my mother bought a book for my brother and sister because they were older than me, and it was like how babies are made. And I found it, and I was five, and I took it to school, and I like showed all the kids, and was like, "This is how babies are made." Um. So, but I guess it, you know, and there's these like funny illustrations of like these goofy. Yeah, characters we had our bo- on top of each other. Our bodies ourselves. Did you guys have that? No, my no, mom oh, bought us that. My book was called "Where Did I Come From." That was Where the name of it, and I still have it. And actually, it's, on, it's, it's an honest book. Yeah, well, it's yeah. Like well, it's like, did you come from a stork? No. Did you come from a da-da? Is it like C-U-M? <laughs> <laughs> so what did it just say, did you come from a vagina? Or did it say, did you come from your mom? Was it just very general? No, it, well, yeah, it says the mom, and then it shows you the baby process and how the baby grows in the stomach. Oh, but okay. there, And there's an illustration of, like, the this, like, goofy man and goofy woman, like, getting in bed, and the man's, like, on top of the woman in the bed. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, you know... Like, first he bought her dinner. <laughs> right. They met on yeah. Tinder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how it works. Um, oh. But I'm, I'm trying to think if... I, no, I mean, look, I, I ended up living with my father, especially during, like, the ages of puberty. I remember having, like, really bad... Like, when I first got my period, I was almost, like, debilitated laying on the floor. I thought I had a kidney stone. My dad took me to the doctor. And then oh. and then that night, I got my period. And But here's the thing is, like, I, I did have, like, comfort with him in this sort of medical way. Like, he had studied medicine, all this stuff. So I just came downstairs and was like, I got my period, you know? And he was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, so supportive. But, but yeah, I think I also awkward. felt like dad didn't have sex. Like, it was something we didn't acknowledge. And I was always really scared of acknowledging that, like, I had boyfriends yeah. or, you know, having guys over. Or even, even in college, I got, like, nervous because this guy that I had dated was sitting next to my father during a play that I had directed. And I was like... <gasps> Oh God! He knows that that guy's finger fucked me. Yeah, Daddy knows. <laughs> I I think it's like um I think my I got my period the the week of my bar mitzvah. Or bar oh, mitzvah. Wow. timing! And I was the last of my friends, so I remember we like did like a whole like dipped ketchup like high five thing. Um, but I I'm actually baffled at I I mean I'm not like blaming my parents for this. Well, I'll blame them for everything else, but like <laughs> it baffles me how long I went with having sex. I had sex at 16, and it's like how long I went like just not even acknowledging female pleasure. Like just wow. not even thinking. And I don't know if that had to do with like the eating disorder or just being, but it not was like it, that. not being talked about and right. not being taught, not even with my friends. Like it was like to hook up. It was like a conquest. It was like, well, I got that guy. Like it was a very like masculine, like, well, I hooked up with that guy. Like I got, I got play, you how know? Do you think you, how do you wow, think you learned that way? Like what, what do you think was present? I just think, I, I think it, there was a lack of, I think it was the presence of like, female be you know being objects of desire but there wasn't like what do I desire like it makes it really upsets Mm. me because I didn't like my first boyfriend I dated him like on and off for like five years and it was like I loved him and like he never made me come 
And to be honest, like to be fair, like I was faking orgasms. Mm -hmm. I never asked for what I wanted. I can't believe like I would like masturbate, but I was kind of like masturbating was like a separate thing. Like that pleasure was just like I could take care of that on my own, but I didn't want to like bring that into sex. And I don't know if they're like, I know we can't really teach it in like kindergarten. I, I just don't. I feel like that's so important because with female pleasure comes like so much female empowerment. Yeah. Totally. No, well said. I mean, I feel like that's a driver of our show. Yeah. So thank you for coining all of it. <laughs> no, no, but really. It's, so it's sad, though. It's yeah. Like, well, I, in that sense, I feel like I'm listening to these stories. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Like, oh, I no, feel we really lucky yeah, tell that. Us about it. So like my mom. Hey. My mom. Like in that sense, I do feel like there was this um, sort of constantly present embrace on my mom's part as a woman of embracing her pleasure. Like I, I remember... Well, first of all, she was always very honest with me. So when I was five and I asked her, you know, coyly, because I knew this would make her uncomfortable how kids are made, she flat out just freaking told me. And I was like not expecting that. And I like freaked out or whatever. But so anyway, so her honesty has always been there. But also... Like when oh, I when I out. that's cute I did it was, I'm like that what because I took baths with my brothers I have three brothers and it's like I see their penises all the time when I was little right and so it's like that goes in where and does what <laughs> that's so funny hilarious. that you remember that oh I remember it wow. sure. I remember what I was wearing like <laughs> it's it funny how, I think it's you're like it's called trauma <laughs> no I, I think it's interesting how how it is traumatic like why do little kids feel horror when they hear well, that no, I was surprised it, it wasn't it was just like because it was so not anything like it, that's what you pee out of like that's oh, all yeah. I knew it as yeah. you know you know so anyway but later Wait, in isn't life, it a different hole though it, it, that's what I and I asked my mom that too I'm like in the same like when I go pee out of she's like no there's a whole different hole I'm like there's a different I, I have a different hole yeah <laughs> like even anyway that it was is just, scary sure, it was shocking sure. but but later like I remember like, my mom like I found lingerie in her drawer we were very close we were best like best friends so I would snoop around all the time and I found lingerie I'm like and I thought I caught her, you know, like, I'm like, mom, what's this? And she's like, that's my lingerie. I'm like, what are you doing with it? She's like, I wear it for your father. You know, like she was very open, wow. you know, and very like empowered about it. And and that like really set a good tone for me, I felt, you know. Yeah. And then um, so so that was cool. And then and then here's the thing I always remember is that my parents. God, uh, my earliest memory of this, I must have been like five, but like their door always was locked in the morning, like. Um, after my brother, my, my youngest brother was maybe about three, they started locking the door and it was morning time for them, like at least because we wake up at like 4 a.m. So to like seven or eight in the morning, nobody could come in and they demanded that time for themselves. And we had no idea what they were doing. I kind of had this sense of like, well, I don't know, it's just private time or whatever. But I'm grateful that she like set the precedent that that's important you know that is nice are they still together my mom died in 2004 oh i'm so sorry but they were together no thank you but um she seems awesome cool lady (laughs) orgasms and lingerie what's up mama (laughs) so i'm 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 grateful i mean there's like in hindsight i'm like why didn't you do this or that what are you always pissy your parents for something yeah I know I was I I actually asked my parents I saw them last week and I'm like I really think y'all should pay for my therapy because it's like all coming back to you (laughs) everything is your fault well if you have kids just beware that then you've got to like maintain that tenet of like I'm gonna give you therapy when you hit 18 but I can feel it I'm like oh I want to have kids like I hate kids but I want to have kids so I can (laughs) undo what was done to me yeah I don't know I just turned 31 so I can just I'm like what is happening to my body like 
I hate kids and yet I need to be I need, oh. I need a seed. <laughs> yeah. the urge. Um, I wanted to ask, uh, do you so so do you feel like you have over the years become much more empowered? Like, I don't know, are you are you seeking out your orgasms with men or um yeah, I feel like I'm I feel like sex and just being like open and is like the ultimate in being vulnerable. And like at least with my last boyfriend, it was like a really huge relationship for me because it was just about like, yeah, it was about radical honesty. And for me, I can be like, you know, sex, it's hard because like I'm, you know, I'm funny and like, oh, and but like during sex, I felt like always the need like, OK, I have to be on and I have to focus in, on the other person. And like he he was like very okay, like, this is, you know, I, like, really, like, love your body. And I was like, whoa. And, like, as a feminist, you want to be like, I don't need a man to tell me that. But it was, like, so endearing to be able to be, like, sweet with somebody. But then also, like, we were not, like, sexually – we had, like, we were not – like, we were really attracted to each other. But, you know, because of my history, like, I'm like, I don't like, like – you know, like, pound town. Like, you know, and so it was having to, like – stand up for like my needs and like you know sex and like crying and like laughing like we had we like our relationship was like in this bed it was like so awesome you know and I feel like I learned so much about myself and my body and like what I want and I'm so like grateful you know know, I like that thank you for sharing and I and I feel like so many men so so many men no but (laughs) men in my life were the instrument that kind of guided me or or showed me you know they they asked or they were like I want to do this for you instead of you know me kind of being like no I'm fine I mean I don't I don't want that or Or just like relax and like receive like yeah that reminder it's so hard for me to like receive I think I'm so used to just being like okay like I'm gonna be in the world and like I'm gonna create this and I'm gonna make this and it's like okay just like shut up (laughs) <laughs> yeah just shut up and take it <laughs> in a good way yeah, yeah. in the in best, best way <laughs> yeah I just uh yeah um I guess we're wrapping up basically oh, we're running out of time yeah um Jesse's an Any important last person with places to be uh well yeah, I to go know. home and masturbate I just yeah no final thoughts I was just thinking about that that question of you know what you learn from your parents and I I, it's funny because I feel like it was almost latent. Like in college, I directed the vagina monologues, and I know I, I was just saying the play. That's the one where my dad's sitting as the guy I'm with. And we ended up on like a similar like sex talk show, kind of promoting it. And they talked my dad into he didn't go on air like with his face, but he went onto like a microphone and <laughs> chimed in and said something about like I find that the more you give, the more you'll receive. Aww, As a man, sweet. it was so sweet. Everybody loved it, and it also like brought us closer together in this way of not to, not the act, you know talking about sex, but but in a way like that that I think um, acknowledging me stepping into adulthood, right. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I think kids also don't know the effect that they can have on their parents as well. And I found that through high school and as I got older, I started feeling more empowered in um, in myself bringing up topics to them that I want to engage on. Right. Um, I mean, I know that can be risky, so, I mean, depending on how rigid your parents are, but... Well, I think when you sit next to your father uh, in a movie theater and he's watching a scene of you getting uh, oh god, <laughs> someone oh, giving it right. to you doggy style, that'd be hard. 
<laughs> yeah, how did that go? Wait, wait. Yeah, since we have somebody who's been through it, how did like, my no, dad? I think you should do it this way. Oh no, he was so funny. My dad like went up to the actor and was like, <laughs> afterwards, and he's like, "I'll fucking kick your ass, giving it up the ass to my daughter." Like it was really, did he funny. really? That's yeah, it was hysterical. really funny. But I think it was. I think it was this really cool like. You know, I think that's a really good question. I think not, I mean, maybe not just sexually, but I think like my parents have been married for like over 40 years. And I think as I get older, like having this relationship with them where I, I've seen a little, like I see more behind of like, like what it took to be in the relationship and how both of them, I'm like, oh my God, who the fuck else would put up with either one of you? <laughs> yeah. But also just the fact that my parents are like, really, they're a team. Like they are a team. And it used to piss me off because like I got my period and then two seconds later, my dad would be like, congratulations. I'm like, is nothing, like there was never any secrets between no, them okay. and it, it was really annoying and it's still. But that sets a great precedent for you I think right yeah I mean, it seems. yeah I mean I think just they I just like that's what I want in a partner yeah. like emotionally and sexually and everything is like I just want like a teammate you know yeah. and I, it's like really beautiful how they have no boundaries that is beautiful <laughs> can I just say one last so please for, on my family I, and I because I want to say this because I think it's underrated but um, affection like just small moments of affection like my parents were so big into that like without fail there was always a kiss, an intimate and slow kiss goodbye, and an intimate and slow kiss hello at the end of the oh, day. Oh, between with, them. Between my parents, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not with me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's nice. <laughs> Hi, daddy. <laughs> like, my mother kisses me in my ear and I and starts ringing, you know? I know, I know. That's what I yeah. <laughs> Love no, you. Maybe, but really, though, like, affection, I think it does set such a tone, and I get, and, and, um, and I talk to so many friends whose parents were never like that, and I feel like, I would have missed that so much if that were not in my childhood. Yeah. There's yeah. um a German friend of mine and who... And like pinching bottoms and just fun play. Like fun, light sex play. Yeah. You know, at the, the breakfast table. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't weird. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I'm just saying... No, because well, it destigmatizes like affection and pleasure and I think I probably saw my mother so, so once my, my parents divorced when I was very young so my mother always had boyfriends <laughs> so I think I actually saw it in that way and then uh and then you know my father but my father was more rigid like not affectionate in that way oh, yeah. um, but I've I taught him affection as the daughter anyway that we actually now need to wrap up bye <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking with Jesse Conweiler who uh, is the creator of the show The Skinny which you can watch on Refinery29 also there's lots of YouTube out there just Jesse Conweiler a lot of really fun other videos uh, like like Jesse gets arrested and uh, well, I don't know the name of it but fucking the veteran or oh or Jesse fucks a vet yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can find her uh, on Twitter at Jess Conweiler and on Instagram at Jesse Beth Conweiler. Yeah, and you're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Find us on Twitter at TA Talk Sex. Remember, remember to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs>